Well, folks, welcome to the Trillbillies. It is the week of June 18th, 2020. And let me tell you, we are going to be intentional about how we show up in this space from now on. (laughs) We're going to come in here, we're going to show up as our best selves. Do you hear me, Tanya? I've not seen my best self in a decade. So. <laughs> at least in at least in four months. <laughs> I don't know her. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty intentional today. I don't know about you guys, but I, I myself, feeling pretty intentional. For us, for me, a line came through the chat today that said I need to show up as an accomplice. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that means. I've not heard that word yet, I don't think. You haven't heard it's the word accomplice? No, not in relation to allyship. Well, they say you're not supposed to be an ally. Fuck your ally push-ups. What's what are you the, talking what's, about? What's the new what, thing? Should, what's the new thing, you're then? You're supposed to be an accomplice. Oh. <laughs> I see. Okay, so I, I stand corrected. I'm the one that's behind on the nomenclature. This is the shifting terrain of racial justice. Well, the thing is, too, is that apparently I, I've been docked points for not reading White Guilt. Oh, God. And the, uh, White the New York Guilt Times, the uh-huh. White Fragility? White Fragility, I'm sorry. I'm not. I've, I'm not apparently not sufficiently dedicated enough to the human resourcesization of human react of human interaction anymore. So interesting. Did you get? Did you get demerits at work? I don't, I don't know if I've not yet. I've not got demerits Non-pro- yet. Since nobody does anything at nonprofits, that will start just becoming the new workload. It will just be the merits and demerits that you get from being a good or bad ally and that'll be your job <laughs> and that's it yeah it's that so it. oh, man it's just such a i don't know how y'all feel about it it just feels like it's just such a a hollow way to like look at this moment i mean we got people getting shot down in the streets and all this kind of stuff and i don't know i just it just feels, I don't know, I just feel like the latest and greatest thing in racial justice is predicated on this idea of of uh, just letting whites feel better about, you know, whatever. Unbelievable yeah. amount of white feelings boiled to the top right now. Yeah. Well... Um, speaking of white feelings, let's um, let's dive on into uh, this weekend. Um, well, yeah, white feelings. Um, I thought this would be a good uh, time to sort of uh, debrief or talk about the events that have occurred in Letcher County the last few days. What happened, Terrence? I don't know. You're on the for- You're at the forefront of it, Tanya. You're in the front lines. Tell us what's going on. How am I on the front lines? Give us your report. No, well, you went I, down to the fiscal court on Monday. What happened? Well, 
Yeah, we had our rally Friday. Did we talk about that on the Sunday podcast? We did, yeah. We had our nice little rally Friday. And to keep things going, our uh, judge executive was kind enough to post a bunch of insane Alex Jones shit on his Facebook page on Sunday night about us. Totally batshit stuff. Not even your run-of-the-mill race, like East Kentucky racist stuff. Just like out, outrageous Alex Jones ranting. Yeah, I have it in front of me right here. Um, does one of y'all want to do the honors of um, reading a few passages from it? Read it <laughs> I'd, for us, Tom. I'd, I'd do a good Terry if y'all want me to. Yeah, please, please do us a Terry. Uh, um, um, it went. By the way, judge executive is a elected position here in the county. It's basically like um, your sort of—I don't know what the equivalent would be—but it's like, it's like the head person in the county, like the mayor for the county, essentially. He's the highest-ranking official in our county. Yeah, there you go. There's a good way to put it. He's over our fiscal court. Right, Let right. Let me close my eyes for a second. I have to... Okay, I got it. <clears throat> this is a strange new world we live in today. You have a small group of far leftists, which is... Let me just pause it there and say something. <laughs> you couldn't make it four words, Tom. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. is Have y'all noticed that the phrase leftist which was kind of just something that we called ourselves for the last couple of years has sort of made it to the conservative world now. Oh, yeah. Trump says it all the time. Every, I mean, I don't listen to him very much, but I feel like every time I catch some Trump thing, he says leftists. Right. Like, used to, they would just call us liberals, right? And, like, I don't know if we've made enough noise to the point <laughs> we've, we've told them that's actually pejorative, but, <laughs> like, they used to well, just, like, I, you know... I'll tell you- I'll tell you what it is. Um, they started calling Obama a socialist. And then when I think Bernie came on the scene, they were like, oh, I guess there's a difference between like socialist and liberal. But they still have to be able to put us all in the same camp. And so they just call us all leftists. Yeah. That's got to be it, right? Has so you think what happened is they figured out what socialism really is? <laughs> I just think it's interesting I think that they... That- Oh, yeah, I think that they lump it into the same category to try to smear liberals with like the le- the the socialist, the radical antifa. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You have a small group of far leftists who want to stir the pot on racism that rarely exists anymore, but in their minds. <laughs> I like the imagery of stirring the pot on racism just getting a big cauldron and sprinkling racism pot (laughs) sounds very witchy i'm into it yeah yeah then you have the majority of the people that have common sense that get pushed into a corner on these nonsense issues like racial justice apparently you cannot erase history four exclamation points i perhaps i didn't give that the gravity he intended you cannot erase history. 
Hitler tried doing that in Germany. Killed lots of people, destroyed lots of historical monuments, but in the end, history still stands. What the fuck is he even talking about? Truly. I, I wish I knew. I, in his office the next morning, I kept asking what he meant by his words and what were his intentions. I really wanted to know, and he doesn't know. Well, it's a stupid fucking comparison because go to Germany and you will not see one monument to the Nazis like we have to the Confederacy in every goddamn town here. Not just the South, but the Midwest, the Northeast, the Southwest, anywhere. And also, not that it matters, but it was the opposite. Hitler was trying to revive the past. He was literally right. trying to, like, <laughs> build, like, a Roman, uh, you know, a sort of, like, I don't know. Anyways, continue. All these like like hyper racist like genocidal freaks like Hitler and the planner class like worship like Greek gods and weird shit like that. They yeah. were basically like skull and bone society, but genocidal. Absolutely. Listen closely to what you hear and watch closely what you are seeing. There is an underlying agenda. Excuse me. He keeps putting the four exclamation points on me. <laughs> There is an underlying agenda. <laughs> Wake up, America. How much more are the American people willing to sit quietly by and absorb? I believe in what our forefathers put in place, dot, 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 dot. I believe the ones that are always pulling out the race card are the racists, I figure. Our little county is not a racist hotspot. But you have a people come in and have what they call a, quote, peaceful protest. Why? <laughs> <laughs> to stir up trouble. <laughs> to alienate our police officers. <laughs> and to draw attention to what doesn't exist here. Destroying historical monuments, quote, whether you are government or the rioting public is wrong and, in my opinion, unlawful. Just my opinion. Not up for discussion. Just my opinion! <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the passive-aggressive. Feel free to block me if I have offended you. I would say I apologize, but I do not. I do not. Well, first of, all, first of all, I want to point out one thing off the top that my man needs to apologize for immediately. Having a joint Facebook account with your wife. Who, who cheated? That's my question. Who cheated? I, I think Regina might have stepped out and got her Facebook. Not hard to see that. Got her Facebook uh, privileges revoked. Well, in another way, he's kind of dumb. He could have leveraged that and just said, "Oh, that was my wife." I thought he was going that. to. That's what I fully expected him to say in his office. I thought he was going to blame it on his wife. He didn't. Um, can you tell? Oh, us? that would be some foul shit. I thought he was going to blame it on his wife. I fully did. Re um, Regina was in the the computer room last night for hours. I don't know what she was doing. Guys. <laughs> that wasn't me. The All I heard room. was something about the race card, something about the Hitler. <laughs> I was just trying to go to bed. I don't know, man. You know how women are. Tom, he tell us the total number of exclamation points, will you? <clears throat> Four, eight, twelve. <laughs> 16, 20, <laughs> 24. I'm sorry, there's three here. At least 30. 23. 20, I see 26. Oh and what do you call dot, dot, dots? What are those called? Ellipses. Ellipses, and there's at least five of those, which means that... <laughs> 
which which communicates a certain level of sass. <laughs> yeah, you're just trailing off and sort of letting the statements <laughs> linger. Yeah. Oh god. Hey, the weird thing about him is he's not like this is the weirdest thing. Like he's not he's a really meek guy. Like he's not really a like a he's he is temperamentally very unlike the previous county judge. Not a confrontational guy at all, this guy is. Uh-uh. Yeah. Which uh, would explain why he cried so, in his office the next morning. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so the man's got layers. Tanya and a few others went to his office on Monday morning, and so I wasn't there. You want to give us a little bit of rundown how that went, Tanya? <laughs> Yeah, um, so this was posted Sunday evening, or is when we saw it, and even though, you know, I don't like to get up out of the bed before 10 a.m., the courthouse opens at 8.30, and we talked ourselves into meeting at the courthouse at 8.30 when it opened. I didn't even think he'd be there, honestly, but he sure was, um, And but none of his secretary wasn't there. No one else was there, so he had to come let us in his office. <laughs> So we went to his office door. Natasha Rachel banged on the door (laughs) and and waved at him. And he came to the door because he just saw her. And then the rest of us, uh, you know, floated into his office. And you could tell he didn't know what was going on. And uh, Natasha didn't wait a goddamn second. She said, buddy, we got problems. We got big problems with your Facebook posts. We got to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) He probably saw you and said, God damn. <laughs> he had to turn the lights on in the office for us. And we're all sitting and standing around. Um, and we ended up being there an hour. And there was a lot of that hour was awkward silence waiting for him to respond to something and say anything. The The thing he said the most, his, his refrain re- was, well, I thank y'all for coming in. <laughs> He just kept, kept trying to push y'all out. Yeah, the he thought it. we were going to get up and leave. <laughs> we just sit there like, no, that's not the end of this, Terry. Um, but I, I, like I said, I kept, we, there were several questions leveled at him. Like, what did you, did, do you have any idea what happened here Friday night? Even the paper, the guy, even the local paper said he knew 90% of the people there 200 people who you were asking to vote for you not long ago stood on the county steps people stood on the county steps and talked about the racism that they've experienced here in Letcher County you're acting insane like this is the most insane thing and he was like well just my opinion that's what he stood by just just his opinion and so I kept yeah go ahead well I mean so a, a big part of this that I found so fascinating is um so, like they like to do in a lot of these like protests <clears throat> and stuff, they always level the accusation that the people that go there and attend them, which is what they said about the Friday protests, are are from out of town, are not from here. <coughs> and um, yeah, and the actual racists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we're the that, actual racists. That like that the weird the idea is so funny. It's like we've got these Antifa buses and we drive them around the countryside, <laughs> just packed full of racist, actual racist. And we visit your town and, like, unload 200 Antifa racists to uh, peacefully rally. Not do anything bad, but literally just peacefully rally. This is the weird thing. It's just, like, he wanted it to be, in his mind, he wanted the rally to be this, like, 
He wanted it to be like sort of like unruly. And it was like the most peaceful assembly, you know, of people actually from here. <laughs> but anyways, you guys told him all this, right? Yeah, we explained we were like a fucking uh Pentecostal preacher gave a closing sermon and prayer, my man. We had a candlelight vigil for a woman who we all, the whole country knows now because she was murdered in her bed in Louisville, Kentucky. And so then what he finally, because what he finally said, he said, well, maybe what I did here. Well, oh, but first, I do want to say this. He said, well, what about looting? Y- y'all support looting and property damage? <laughs> and of course, my instinct was to say, of course. But Natasha, quit, like she just nipped it immediately. She said, that don't have nothing to do with nothing. That don't have nothing to do with what we're in here we talking about. We didn't loot has nothing to at do our with rally. Here. We did there not was, loot. Yeah, we had a peaceful protest. Who, who in Whitesburg got looted? <laughs> We had a rally. Ridiculous! No, no. So to 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 put this all in perspective, we talked about this on the Patreon episode on Sunday, but you don't have to go back and listen to it um, to get all the details. The long and uh, uh, short of it is that we had a a rally with about two hundred people, and there were almost twenty cops there. So that's like what one cop for every ten person, <laughs> ten people. <laughs> yeah, like, ridiculous. It was packed to the fucking rat. Just like rafters with cops they were everywhere um so anyways that's the that's the sort of con there was no looting it was totally peaceful and it, but anyways he after you guys had told him all this uh or go ahead i'm sorry i think yeah you're building towards what he was uh saying well he, he continued to say this was he it was just his opinion and when i asked him what were your intentions in sharing that as the highest ranking official of this county what were you trying to portray to people by saying this and he and he would pause for a long time and think about it and then just say i was just sharing my opinion <laughs> like he had no i was like you were inside this is inciting violence like this is i feel deep down like he's a fox news guy you gotta be and he's just he's just deep, been like down. Uh, he has to be this just like Fox News maniac. He's just listening to Fox News all day, and he thinks he can be this like Trump. You know, he's fallen into this Trump step where he thinks he can do things Trump does and rise as some right wing fucking politician. But he can't. This is, we can't get to Trump, but we can at least get to these little fucks. Well, he's and if we're gonna go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, he's just not a very charismatic guy. Like, this is, the, again, this no. is the weird thing about him. He's not very charismatic. I mean, like, local po- local politicians around here, they usually come in either two flavors. It's one of these two things. They're either corrupt as fuck, which is what our last county judge executive was. <clears throat> and often charismatic. And, yeah, and, and he stole the, literally stole the election, and I think was that 2006 or 2008, whenever that was, to yeah. get in. And, like, was the kind of just puppet and stooge for the people who wanted to bring the prison here. And then when that fell through, I think that was his... That kind of swept... The oil and gas. Yeah, that swept the rug out from under him. And so you've got those kinds. And then you've got guys like Terry Adams who... People's main demands around here, they want two things. They want their roads paved with gravel, and they they want culverts put... For the stream in front of their in front of their house, then like you call your magistrate, and that's like 
your interaction with politicians usually it's like <laughs> like buddy i need the road paved you know what i mean like they want they make about 70 grand a year just to basically put culverts in and put gravel your road your driveway 100 percent of our demands is erosion control it's exactly. we just want the water dealt with for god's sake <laughs> the place is true Con- controlling the water it is it is falling we live in a rainforest my man yeah it's falling apart all around us just death by a thousand cuts from strip mining it's just like that's the function of a politician around here, really. Just to hold shit together with, like, popsicle sticks and glue. <laughs> God damn. When you take just a survey of political economy, just an inventory, it really all does come back to the water. <laughs> it does, man. Just every bit of it. Every bit of it. Whether it's coming out of the sky or... Gosh. Yep. That's a good call, Tanya. Um, but anyway... So, okay. Sorry. Let me so just the visit put a bow happened. on this. Let me just put a bow on this. <clears throat> he he finally, even though we had said multiple times, obviously you yourself, he said there is no, not only no d- racism, he asserted to us multiple times there was no discrimination in Letcher County. None. And then he finally, he started crying. Natasha kept standing up on him and yelling at him. <laughs> and he started tearing up. <clears throat> And said, "I have black friends." Classic. <laughs> he pulled the. Classic. He pulled the. I have black friends. He you, did the ally push. You don't have anybody. The ally yeah, push-up. you don't. You don't have people. See, see that when we're picking on the allyship, we're not really picking on allyship. I mean, of course, everybody. You know, I mean, that's that's a given. What we're talking about is there's like only three feet of difference between I have black friends. And the ally push-up. <laughs> That's the po- exactly the point I'm making, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so get this. The f- so Natasha falls into the trap, but she says, oh, yeah, yeah who? Who? And he says, Tyrone. <laughs> and she... <laughs> and I swear who to God, our... Natasha who, says... For context. Natasha... Sorry, go <laughs> She says... Honey, Tyrone ain't your friend. I'll tell you that right now. I've been in contact with Tyrone, and he ain't your friend. He's very upset with what you posted. She literally drug the fucking police chief into it to let him know the police chief hated well, his stupid Yeah, ass. that's because Tyrone also got himself into trouble a few years ago posting some bullshit on Facebook. It's just like a cycle. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, too. It's funny you say that, because... I was I sent this to my cousin to look at the Facebook post and everything that was going on with Terry and he goes <laughs> You remember what they called Tyrone's dad? Like literally everybody in the county called Tyrone's dad growing up and they called him Rob. Like everybody called him that. You know what I mean? It's like and you're gonna sit there and say with a straight face that there's no discrimination, no nothing when like that was like Right. Like every, I don't know. Well, it's, it's just so preposterous. Just patently fucking stupid on its face. Yeah. And and also, we have a literal Confederate monument in our county. I mean, it's literally yeah. like the county pays for it. On the state line. Yeah. 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 And when our only gun store closed to get what they thought would be to get them uh business they put up a muslim free zone sign oh outside. i forgot about They're that just like, that was crazy so we told him we were like are you insane are you completely insane like there are just so many i mean obviously there's different layers of racism but there are so many just blatant obvious just 
signals all over town of racism. Well, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's a point we've made a lot of times on the show, but it really just shows you that, like, lo- there's no such thing as local politics or local journalism, really, anymore. Everybody just takes their cues from what they see on Fox News or CNN or whatever's going on on the national scene, and they try to, like, make it apply to small-town life, and that's how you, that's how we've had these dust-ups. Every, like, every five years, we have, like, when it was Ferguson and Baltimore, we had one of these dust-ups. Now, with all this shit going on, we've got another uh-huh. dust-up. And it's just yeah. like, the way people respond to it is what they've been putting into their fucking brain nonstop around the clock for the last seven or well, eight years. You know what I mean? And, that, and the battle lines are drawn that way. Well, that's honestly how uh, Terry tried to pull himself out of it. He said that the mistake he made here, <laughs> the only mistake he's admitted to, was maybe intertwining, I believe is what he said, national issues that he doesn't agree with, national problems he doesn't agree with. Yeah, that's our problem too, buddy. (laughs) We got just people being slaughtered all over the country. But he was talking about, of course, property damage and looting. National things he doesn't agree with and and local issues he shouldn't have intertwined those well, he, what, he he, what he did is he gave the frankfurt speech at home <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's exactly what he did that's exactly what he did but you um, know it, it's not it's not just conservative judges here either i mean it's also the liberal ngo class that does the whole like it's weird we never had racism here every martin luther king day programming yeah. and who mind you like all the older, more affluent people that sort of dominate that class are the ones that, like, decide who the speakers and what the programming is going to be and all that. And and also, if you want to talk hogging spaces or taking up air, like, these people do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you remember the uh, the Jim Ward, oh my uh, God. Martin Luther King Day speech of... <laughs> uh, uh, one that will go down in history. I believe he quoted Ezra Pound... And um, (laughs) he got up there, fumbled in his fucking dad britches. You know, he's got the big sag in the ass. Reached back there, took out a piece of paper, and he said. (laughs) He read an Ezra Pound. I swear the man wasn't on stage 30 seconds. He read an Ezra Pound quote that was just like, who, by the way, is a horrible anti-Semite, but also just like. Just had no applicability in the situation. And then he just said, I believe Martin Luther King would agree with that, and if we live by words like this, we'd all be better for it. Thank you. And he just walked off. God damn, man. Um, so, all right. So he, what, so what he did was, so yes, so he went through, he told Tanya and them, I, I might have mixed some things up with the national and the local. And then um, and then he followed it up with a follow-up post on Facebook. To be, pa- to be fair, he, he printed a correction. He printed a correction in <laughs> editor's notes. <laughs> but I'd like to point out before we hear it, it has since been deleted. Oh, really? Yeah, he deleted <laughs> it. So you're hearing it here. We've captured it here for posterity. Yeah. <clears throat> Not to this mention, from- right after we left his office, we sent a camera crew in and the local uh, paper went in for a statement. We were his whole goddamn day. <laughs> he had six irate people, a cameraman, and a local newspaper reporter all in his office before 10 a.m. 
That's that's not the kind of day you want to have when you're a small town. <laughs> On county a Monday. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> this was posted 15 minutes ago by Terry and Regina Adams. <laughs> Apparently, my post has stirred up mixed emotion in Letcher County. I may not be as connected to the entire population of our county as I once thought. I do not condone discrimination in any fashion in our county and did not think it existed. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I don't condone it. And furthermore, I didn't think it existed. Dude, he's doing, he's kind of doing the Chris Hayes thing. Like, why is this happening? I don't, I just was boring today. He's hedging hard. We are all resident of Letcher County. I will admit that I make mistakes in interwinding local issues with nationalism, mistake that I made, and for that I apologize. That's what he apologized for. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable about coming to see me. I am here to serve everyone, liked by Janet Ratliff and ten others. <laughs> so the the correction didn't get as much fanfare as the first one. It never does. No, it did. It did not. Um, and it ended up, you know, it did not survive so, history. All right, so. I'm I'm trying to contextualize this in a larger sort of national context um tom can you turn your headphones down slightly i keep hearing myself or one of you i guess probably tom i think i'm on a uh delay again um my headphones are down so one if i turn down anymore i can't hear you (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm sorry you got your own reverb, buddy. Don't blame us. <laughs> all right. All right. So, look. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, no, we had this rally in in Whitesburg, in Letcher County on Friday. And then this was the kind of fallout because, you know, Big Terry Adams here watched some Fox News and thought that the Antifa BLM racists, terrorists, were, were burning down the monuments in the county like Hitler. I also think we should uh, point out that 20 other East Kentucky towns held rallies like this. And I haven't heard of any fallout like this. No, no, there hasn't. And I've also not heard of any other of these rallies having 20 fucking cops on hand. (laughs) No, no, I was um, at four of them and they didn't. Which is interesting because Wattsburg's supposed to be the woke town in Eastern Kentucky. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so funny that that's the perception when it's like not that in any way <laughs> like, not even, not even remotely <laughs> yeah. um so but you know to put it in context it is a kind of fascinating sort of sociological look at uh what happens when um you know you have people sort of like feeding off of their perceptions of what something is that is fed entirely by the media and these other sources and i experienced this in 2016 when we had a very very similar experience when someone put a black lives matter sign in their window and our police chief uh tyrone fields uh made a facebook post about it essentially singling this individual out which was you know highly fucking not okay you cannot single out one of your fucking like constituents 
on Facebook. <laughs> Protecting like, and serving. Right, and but I talked to him about it. Like I had to sort of diffuse the situation, and I talked to him about there it. There was a like, sit down. Was, there was a sit down. There was the great Pepsi Cola uh, sit down in front of the city hall, in which I had to like get to the bottom of this and get him to stand down. Uh, and it was fascinating because, like, like he quite literally thought that Black Lives Matter was a terrorist organization. I'm not even. I mean, th- but this also kind of shows the progress that has been made just in those four years. Like, which is interesting, which is interesting because we're talking Obama era. Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist group was like a rallying call for police all over the country. Yeah. Like he didn't pick that up from, he's not a Fox News guy. You know what I mean? That happened inside a certain institution that he works in. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Um, but this, this event was very similar to that. And so. It played out um, at the fiscal court office when Tanya and them went in on Monday morning, but then they had a fiscal court meeting that night. And so I went to it, uh, and Tanya spoke at it, and this was the first one I've been to with the new court. Um, so I didn't, I didn't recognize anybody on the court anymore because, um, except Terry. Terry's the only one from the old court. <laughs> yeah. So, just for who we're missing now, Wayne Fleming's no longer there. Oh, no. no wait, R.I.P. What, Bobby legend. Howard, the Silver Fox, is no longer yeah, there. Yeah, Billy's legend, <laughs> Wayne Fleming, no longer he, with us on the fiscal court anyways. <laughs> Truly. Uh, we need to get him on here. Um, now that he's unencumbered with his position. And uh, so, it was, fa- it was fascinating. It was a truly fascinating event um, for several reasons. Um, the first is that uh, he essentially opened, he got the first word in, and he essentially opened it up with, like, um, basically everything he said in his mea culpa Facebook post. I, I'm intertwined issues. Uh, I may not have known the county as well as I thought. I'm sorry, all this. Uh, essentially, his take. He did not say I'm sorry. I'm an Antifa judge too. <laughs> he has not he did, said he's sorry for what he did. He said he's he apologizes did, for intertwining. That's that's what I was getting at. Yes, he yeah, did yeah. apologize for that for the all for the misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. What I would have loved to have seen him seen him do like a Pascal's wager thing. And the NWO theme music comes on. He pulls out an anti-fascist, <laughs> like the red and black flag bandana, and puts it on. And says, "Hey, I'm here. I'm your judge too, Antifa." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Instead, what he walked away with was a discrimination exists in Letcher County. Not that it's good or that it's bad, just that it exists. And B, um. Never post on Facebook. <laughs> that was his. That was his takeaway. <laughs> um, Listen, if we could get most people to admit discrimination exists and to commit to not posting would be <laughs> off to the races. I guess you're right. That's a good. It's not the worst of it. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Honestly, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> fight the urge to weigh in. We've said it many times. We have. <laughs> But he, um, Shit. but this was his takeaway after multiple 
people in the community, people of color in the community, got up there and talked about their experiences with racism and discrimination and everything. Um, and he still just, yeah, he still, that was his takeaway. It was very fascinating because it was very much like a struggle session. Um, essentially, people were just uh, sort of like, you know, lashing him. It was cathartic. I found it highly entertaining. I was entertained from start to finish. If you the had a best camera on part. me, I would have had a shit-eating grin on my face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you may have had a camera on you the whole time. We haven't seen the uh, we haven't seen the local uh, government channel footage yet. We don't know. Uh, what, I'd the like to best, get my hands on that. There were two two amazing parts. Both of them had to do with Tanya. Um, oh, the, good. <laughs> the first is that Tanya was like addressing the board, and it was fascinating. It was like a teacher getting on to her students because every single one of she was like, I didn't see any of you there at the protest. Not a single elected official in this county was at the protest. And there was like two seconds of silence, and one of them goes, Well, I was out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I said, am I wrong? Were any of you there? And then I let them, I let them answer. They just stared at me until the one guy said, well, I was out of town. You could tell he, you could tell he was like, shoo, we got out of that. <laughs> well, I, he was thinking on his feet. He's like, hey, he's probably sold the rest of them. Now, now I don't know where the rest of y'all were at. <laughs> well, that was actually the best part for me. Not that part, but when they all were forced to throw Terry right under the bus. Oh, that was the best. Did. That was glorious. That was the best part. It was glorious. was glorious. One at a time, they had to go down the line and say, "No, I did not support what he said. I would <laughs> never support that." I don't. <laughs> um, and then the second part that I'm referring to is that Tanya referenced the fact that there was 20 cops downtown. It made the whole event feel far more unsafe than it should be, and um. You know, it, it was a peaceful protest. There's no fucking need for 20 goddamn armed police officers. It was just completely uncalled for and an overreaction. That's and, what I said. And, and I thought it was fine, but then a police chief stood up and gave some fucking ham-fisted uh, rationale for it that made no sense. But the best part was when our oh, other elected sheriff, Mickey Steins, rolled off the podium and said, I would die for you. I, ma'am, you do not know me, but I would die for you. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. What, he said, what's your name? What's your name, girl? I would die for you and your family. I, would, I, would I wanted to say, please do, sir. Chop your head off right now, please. In this court, off yourself. More cops you. should die for people. Truly, please. I'm begging you to. I am begging you to end it all right now in this courtroom. It was fascinating. Well, the whole fucking you could have heard a pin drop it was so fucking awkward it was the most awkward thing i've ever seen everybody was like what the fuck <laughs> I, i'll tell you what well what's crazy or about that like he was screaming his voice was cracking he was shaking he was grandstanding was he not oh yeah he was very uh over a little girl at a podium saying why were there so many cops in town <laughs> That, he that, flipped his shit. That's all it took to set him off. These people do not deserve weapons. That's no. all it took to send this man <laughs> no. into a fucking tizzy. And then you know what's fucking crazy? 
Three of my friends now have been interviewed by local uh, reporters about it, and all of them were asked what they th- what they thought about that moment, that tense moment between me and uh, the sheriff. Like, they're trying to dig in on this. And all of them were like, yeah, he, like, was in his fields and really overreacted. That was crazy. It was very awkward. <laughs> yeah, he I'm just imagining, crazy. I'm just imagining Mickey Steins getting out of his cruiser and a purple mist comes out and Prince's <laughs> I Will Die For You starts playing <laughs> as, he's made, as, as he's writing traffic tickets. <laughs> Well, that it was a fascinating. No, it was a fascinating look into the cop mindset. Like it was fragile, fragile. That uh, this goes to back what I was saying last week. That it is the thin. That is the thin blue blue line mindset. That is the I would die for you. I am external to society. I, I'm the protectors of the realm. But like, I mean. This is also the same week that we saw someone crying over their fucking McMuffin being late for a couple of minutes. You know what I mean? Like that's how extremely, extremely maladjusted people gravitate toward this in mass. I thought it was possible because there were only we were sitting in the very back of the room, back row Baptist, and there the only people facing us, like looking at us the whole time, was the court, which are all sitting low, like the fiscal court. But he's sitting high up on a podium facing us. So I think it's possible he was the only person in the courtroom who saw that Michelle and I did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. We were the only ones in the room who did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Wow. We didn't even think about it. And I think maybe he saw that and was still harboring anger over that. (laughs) Incredible. It's possible. We don't know questionable move questionable move <laughs> well i do know this i do know this people that weren't the citizens of letcher county that couldn't make it out to the fiscal courtroom had some opinions that they uh, called into the local newspaper and voiced as well <clears throat> god you're not gonna uh, read any are you oh no I'd rather have Confederate flags up in Whitesburg than gay pride flags. (laughs) I did not understand that. What? Say that again? I'd rather have Confederate flags up in Whitesburg than gay pride flags. Oh, my God. Here's an interesting take. I just wanted to say goodbye to the University of Kentucky. All lives matter, not just blacks. Support the white people, too. You've messed that ball team up down there, and I'll never watch it again. <laughs> that was crazy. That's the craziest one. Are you in Speak Your Peace now? Oh, my God. People want to take Confederate monuments down, huh? Well, why don't they take down the satanic monuments in this country? What does Satan represent? Oppression. <laughs> Take it down everything the Confederate... Take it down everything the Confederate Army fought for? Let's just take up all the tombstones of our forefathers and toss them in the trash, too. Yes, Black Lives Matter, but you can kiss this white man's ass from behind for what you're doing. God bless America, and if the South would have won, we'd have had it made. (laughs) Oh, my God! No. It's just like... No, hey, 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 hey. I didn't even know we had racism in this county. Uh, Exactly! (laughs) Exactly! You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll even admit to this. I had no idea how pervasive lost causeism was in Eastern Kentucky. Like, I knew it was a thing, but I thought mostly that just like 
the fucking Confederate flag shit was just like an aesthetic choice. No, no. These people really believe the Lost Cause myth like wholesale. <laughs> well, it's pretty fascinating um, because Kentucky wasn't one of those states like Alabama. Um, well, shit, it, it definitely was. It had segregation up until like the 1970s or something. But like, Kentucky, I guess what I mean Kentucky is that- was only bested by Mississippi in abolishing slavery. Yeah. Like only Mississippi like well, it's abolished weird. it it's, later. It's it's this very weird dichotomy now. I, I don't know. I wasn't alive fifty or sixty years ago, but I have to assume that racism was pretty widely accepted in society in the sense that like most people proudly not most people, but a great deal of people proudly viewed themselves as racists. Whereas now it's like a very small minority of people who proudly view themselves as racist and then people who are racist but who maintain that they're not and don't want to think that they are. You know what I mean? They it's are like, they are Adam. they yeah, you're right. They are the um the uh uh Madisonian intellectual part of the intellectual <laughs> tradition of like lost causeism. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Can well, someone one... explain to me I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I wanted you to read the one right under that. That one was pretty funny. <clears throat> Can someone explain to me how a certain jail inmate scored? Wait, oh, hold on a second. The one right underneath it. Maybe they came please in a pray. different order. It says, please pray. Oh, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> please pray for our deputy county judge. I know that having a BLM protest in Whitesburg has been very uncomfortable for him. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of Wait. really good figure pieces this week. There there was. Tom, read the one that's uh when it says when you destroy your history. Oh god. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. <clears throat> when you destroy your history, you forget it and then you'll repeat it. How long will it be before they go out and take George Washington, Thomas Jefferson off of Mount Rushmore? Hey, <laughs> I know that's be craziest what, what, damn thing, wasn't it? What is the history that you would repeat by removing them? Would you like found America again? <laughs> <laughs> cross, arguably cross the Delaware, cut down a cherry tree. Like what? Exactly. What's the history <laughs> like? <laughs> It's very bizarre. Anyways, that uh, is there anything else from that meeting, Tanya? Like, I feel like there was one other thing that I wanted to tease out from it. Um, um, <clears throat> I mean, it was they all threw so him under the bus. That was pretty good. <laughs> they all threw him under the bus, absolutely. Um, I mean, and- uh, Angie Hatton, the only elected official... Our, she's our state rep and she's the only one who came to the rally so she was there to say that the rally was good and lay her hands on it you know and charles booker was there yeah well yeah charles booker our only elected official personally was her but yeah charles charles booker came and spoke and was incredible and awesome the whole day everybody loved him and a bunch of people were like i didn't even know he was running so hopefully now he gets more votes locally yeah. we basically threw a rally for charles booker candidate against mitch mcconnell <laughs> yeah that's what we did um but anyway uh 
I don't know. It was, yeah, it was definitely fucking bizarre. Um, but what's even crazier, I think, is the, have you seen the video that Mountaintop News, like the local news people put out about it? No. They put out like a 10-minute video, 8 or 10-minute video, and the edit makes him look like an even bigger incredible dumbass. <laughs> the edit is so... It's so mas- masterfully against Terry Adams. It's incredible. I mean, well, literally, they, they like, you know, they edit it to where someone's like railing him, and then it cuts to him, and he says, Well, I guess, yeah, that's, yeah, the cats can't be put back in the bag, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Terrence's job to fuck up the idioms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but honestly, my favorite, one of my favorite speaker pieces was saying, it starts out, I don't have it in front of me, but it starts out, Terry Adams never was one to brag on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best East Kentucky cut, just fucking cut you to the core. They never were one to brag on, but now he's even, you know, it's like, I don't even know what it went on to say, but shit. They, they were, there were multiple people in the speaker piece that called for his resignation. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, it was, that's why it was so fascinating. It's like he was in trouble, but at no point did he ever realize what he was in trouble for. That was, that was what that was so fascinating about it. It was just like, it's truly lost on him. It's He's truly, a complete truly, fucking dumbass. <laughs> it is truly lost. <laughs> and we told him over and over and over again, you truly cannot lead this horse to water. He is a complete fucking idiot. Well, that's the, again, this is the thing that I was kind of trying to say at the beginning of this, like, Eastern Kentucky politics are notoriously corrupt. And so that means that a lot of our politicians are are just plain stupid. They're just dumb people. Like, literally dumb people. And and so, like, that's that's Terry Adams. You know, that's a lot of them. Yeah, so they don't do anything. They just respond to calls from people who need, like, a, a bin for their trash can so the bear doesn't get into it. Or, or no, the I road that. Which... Also, I'll be honest with you, being dumb has its advantages, particularly when you eventually get indicted. (laughs) (laughs) You have some plausible deniability that you knew what was going on, that you were an active agent in in your corruption. So... It, you not know, the I mean, worst strategy. It's, it, this, I mean, it's really not to say lightly, because this is like politics across the board in small-town America, and big cities probably, too. I don't fucking know, but it's not just here, like... The systemic failing upward of white dudes is truly, it's it, fascinating. It's not, it, it's terrifying. It's like these people have done literally nothing, never not one thing to earn the credibility or votes that they've received. And yet they are running entire city, county budgets. I don't even think these people can read a budget. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have to. I mean, it's all industry. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, their secretaries like- do everything. Even Remember the budget meeting we went to when they were trying to pass the bathroom ordinance? Where oh, it was yeah. clear the one woman in the room had to, had to, had to like, anytime there was a, like, actual factual question, she had to answer it. Right. about the budget. No, no, none of the men in the room who were actually elected had any idea what was going on with the budget. Well, they're all dumb because they they don't have to be anything else, you know what I mean? Like when you've got the sort of overwhelming power of industry at your back, you can just uh you know, you I don't know. You just 
you need it's advantageous for you to have people like that in office. Like Tom says, it gives you liability, plausible deniability, but it also gives you um, just an easy conduit for social control. And so, <laughs> like, it's really incredible. I have one thing on my mind, and it's these people wanting to get rid of cops. <laughs> We didn't oh, have yes. them in Letcher County. Hell, I couldn't sleep at night because we'd be having people killed. We already have to put our lights out everywhere so we can see what the drug addicts and thieves are doing and how close they get to our homes at night. I think we need more cops, not less. Thank you. God bless. Uh, you know, this is pretty interesting. There is a speaker piece, and this is the thing. This is another thing that Terry Adams got very, very wrong is he calls, like, this idea that <clears throat> he was intermingling national issues with local issues, and that was his mistake. And so, like, not—he was wrong on several levels with that. Not only was he wrong to say that there's no discrimination here, but all of them are wrong to say that there's no police brutality here. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a speaker piece in, in the newspaper this week about uh, police brutality in Jenkins— and there were Jenkins cops at our fucking rally. And this yeah. speaker piece was basically like, the Jenkins cops are just as bad as the Kentucky State Troopers. Like, they, you know, they routinely harass and surveil people and beat them up. And, and again, like, T Tom and I, we've talked about this before, but we were working on a story about this. This exact same thing was going on in the 70s. Like, this, this is what cops do. It is their... It, and like I said, there's two kinds of cops, really. There's the one that's like who thinks he's the good guy, the good sheriff, who's running out the bad guys, who says, I will die for you. I will die for you and your family. And then the other ones who are just like actual fascists who need to control people and beat them up and murder them and everything. It's just like, again, there's those two. Neither of them are good. Neither are, there's no good cop in that. But they all, because they all serve the same purpose. But in their mind, it's how they sort of like rationalize what they do. When in reality, all those things that he says are national issues are actually happening here, just like they're happening yeah. everywhere else. I yeah. found out through all this that a black man has died in our jail, in Letcher County Jail. I know his daughter has been in my sex ed classes. I think she's in college now, but she's like a teenager or 20 years old. Her dad in died. In Hazard, there's been people die in custody. In oh, Hazard. many. Yeah. Many in Hazard. Many. Like, that's well known, but I had never heard of this in Letcher County. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it's... And now they have... COVID. Now our jail has uh, its first COVID cases. Well, this is the fascinating thing about people... I mean, like, this small town stuff is that, like, a lot of these actors, whether it's Terry Adams or the Mickey Steins, the, the, the sheriff or the jailer... They are operating in systems that have a certain logic to them, and that logic de sort of dehumanizes people, and it treats those people in that get locked into them as sort of subhuman. And, um, and so it, it doesn't matter how nice you are, how good a guy you are, how good of a family man you are, people know you in the community, or whatever. It's like the system itself is designed to, uh, you know, maim and in many cases kill and so yeah. it's just it there's no way that even the nicest people administering those things are going to be able to keep a lid on that it, at certain points it's going to boil over into um uh you know atrocity and, and violence um regardless of who's You're fucking running it because that's just the logic of the system 
Yeah, you're still just uh, an agent, uh, whether wittingly or unwittingly, in this sort of necro politics. And I think the other thing, too, about that is something I noticed just growing up where I grew up and, and dispatching at the fire department, which brings you into proximity with the whole police culture and stuff, is in the early 2000s, every police officer I knew come up, came up with this word that they would call people they would arrest uh, on drug offenses, like the people that they would, you know, have to, or not have to, but like chose to go and arrest time and time again for possession or whatever it was. It was hybrid. And like I heard people that in, in this cop culture, they, they said they called these people hybrids, like sort of a dehumanizing term, obviously, but two, they... Like when they would see an overdose, they would say, "Well, that's an that's an ADD," and you say, "What's an ADD?" And they said, "Just another dead doper." It's like they just treated these people Jesus like fuck. their addiction was punitive. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, and I think that's like the primary like sort of critique of cop culture when you're talking about addiction and stuff. But what's so strange about that is when you presented an alternative which is not a perfect alternative by any stretch and I'm not like endorsing this or whatever because it still falls in, under the purview of all this culture but when drug court came into vogue in eastern Kentucky as a way to sort of you know deal with addiction or whatever it was, was tremendously successful and like those terms started going away a little bit a little bit so just I say that to say that like you know in the in the here and now, I'm not talking about like what we want out of our project ultimately, but in the here and now, like there are just simple, modest reforms you could make that end a lot of that dehumanizing stuff or curb a lot of that dehumanizing stuff that ends up better for you know anybody that's yeah you know unbelievable it, opportunity for harm reduction that these people just literally. Um, Make it sound like it's some left wing crazy thing. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea, I mean, when you've got a, <clears throat> a region that's just, I mean, so absolutely ravaged by, you know, the opioid em epidemic, the idea that cops aren't out there, like, yeah, beating them in the most dehumanized fashion, you know what I mean? Like, just brutalizing them is just preposterous. Like, we know how they think about addicts and how they treat them <clears throat> and and the, and the thing is is that addicts don't get a voice and so that's the thing like the, the addicts aren't going to be the ones who are going to be able to go to the fiscal court meeting and tell terry adams about all this it's like those people are completely pushed to the margins of society and kept in the in the prisons and the jails and oftentimes what happens to them is they do this sort of self-loathing self-flagellation thing if if they're lucky enough to like even break that cycle of addiction where they kind of like say, well, no, you know, when I was out there being a knucklehead, Mickey Steins was nice to me and all this kind of stuff. And so they think that like it sort of legitimizes like this horrible, brutal system that consists of disproportionate amounts of like sociopaths. That's what like the Mickey Steins character is good for, right? To like sort of like, well, there's that one guy that was like nice to me. So I guess, you know, that like there's something to this or they still have a role in society or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no societal examination of addiction. You know what I mean? Like a sociological examination of it. It's all your individual failings. It's like 
maybe it's the fact that, I don't know, we live in a neoliberal hellscape where there's no fucking jobs left. There's no hope or anything. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe. No hope, no cash, yeah. no jobs. <laughs> but so. And then on top of this, you got like the, the Sackler family dumping 4 million pills in West Virginia towns of 300 people right. and that kind of shit. It's, yeah. you know. Well, so you get these paternalistic, these sort of networks of paternalism where you're exactly right, Tom, where like the cops. The bad cops uh, that I was, the broken windows type cops, um, are the ones will, that will brutalize them. And then the thin blue line cops are the ones that will sort of uh, rehabilitate them and be like, oh, see, like, I'm the one who puts you right back on track. You know what I mean? I would die for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, what about your six boys that beat the hell out of exactly. me when I was fucking, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> that you, that you won't hold to account, that you won't say anything to, won't do anything about. No. No. I mean, I was really shocked that nothing was brought up at that meeting about abolishing the police. I, I thought that maybe Tyrone or somebody would make a, a side comment about it or something, about some of the signs that were there. Um, because apparently that was very scandalous. I mean, I knew it was going to be. Apparently, I didn't. Uh, even Angie was like, there were only a few bad signs in the whole place. And you know that was ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be because, like, this is, I mean, a poll came out today. I mean, defunding the police is popular among 11% of Americans, which is a lot better than it used to be, probably. It's a, that's a great starting place. But 11%? 11%? That's 11%, pitiful. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but people have got this drilled into their minds that like, um, all the, it's the same, it's the same reason that like, you know, ice, ice is only what, 15 years old and people already can, can't have a hard time seeing a future without ice. Whereas without people, ice. Yeah, <laughs> fucking police have been around forever. It's like, that's a hard thing for, you know, people to get around. It's just a, it's just a permanent Jesus. feature of their landscape. Um, yeah. Ice, homeland security, those type of things that haven't been around. That that's yeah. We already all, we already think they're like venerated institutions, and we are literally twice as old as all of those agents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like uh, you still. I mean, like I don't know. You got to start somewhere, and rallies are a good place to start them. Um, and you know. They're a good place for signs like that and for messages like that. Maybe the mo the vast majority of people may see it and get very... Like I said, I like, told you. Someone told me straight up that I was at the wrong protest because of my sign. So it's like, I mean, but I kind of expected that. Like, that's the... Uh, <laughs> you should have looked at him and said, I'm from the uh, the New Mexico chapter of Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> just just, co hey, just coming to keep my eye on things. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but, you know, we it's... I guess we're we're um, we gotta start somewhere. Um, yeah, we gotta start sometime. What better time than now? Or what's that Rage Against the Machine lyric? <laughs> All hell can't stop us now. <laughs> well, I, dear, speak your peace. <laughs> if they're gonna go through with this big <laughs> defund the police plan. How about starting with the DEA? That's the Drug Enforcement Administration <laughs> cutting out half of its budget and officers. The DEA has done nothing but stop doctors from doing their jobs and making cancer victims suffer. Let's start the defunding with them right now. <laughs> it's like, now. hey, man, I agree. <laughs> Narcs be gone. You're not wrong, buddy. You're not wrong. Um, all right. 
Tanya, you probably got to go, right? It's We're keeping yeah. you longer than you need to. I, I really, really wanted to do the Gail and Brett this week, the conversation. Well, let's do it. You want to do it? We can knock let's it out. Let's do it. You want to knock it out? Let's knock it out. All right, let's fucking knock it out. I'm really glad that you're uh, into it. I thought that you wouldn't be in, so this Not is... only do I have something else to do, I have Chinese food waiting for me. But you're doing wow. this with your friends. Look I at this. Oh. Truly of the people. Um. Well, so while y'all are bringing that up, or wait, you know, why not? We'll, uh... It's so hard to get it just right because it's behind the fucking paywall. You gotta open up the incognito um, private mode, maybe? Um, no, I usually just kind of redo it and then hit the X. Do it I need to screenshot works. it and send it to you? No, I think I just got it. Yeah, I did it. It worked. Alright, so this is... Okay, um, say, let me do that too, then. Maybe perhaps the fifth or sixth entry in our ongoing series of the New York Times column known as The Conversation uh, featuring our good friends, our good old pals, Brett Stevens and Gail Collins. Let's give it up for Brett and Gail. Uh, We got got them right here on the show with us today. Um, So what you're going to be talking about today is what should be done about the police. From abolition to reinforcement, there are a lot of different ways to think through the problem. Um, so let's see what you got. Brett Stevens, action. <clears throat> Hi, Gail. Question I never thought I'd ask. Should we abolish the police? Brett, I kind of think that's stacking the deck. Should we reform the police? Set new standards? Totally rethink their role? I'm good to go anywhere except the A word. <laughs> I had a nickel were, for every huh? time I said that to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'll go anywhere but the A word. Hey, y'all go. I'll do anything you want except for the A word. No, no, nothing <laughs> more than a pinky. Anywhere. Nothing more than a pinky over here. Yeah, you be careful around my A word. <laughs> I was struck by an op-ed by Miriam Cobble we ran this week that went all the way to the A word. It was called... <laughs> All the way. Yes. Fourth base. We mean literally abolish the police. Now, personally, I think the idea is nuts. The world is filled with a lot of terrible people who do terrible things, and wouldn't it be a better place if, you know, if only they met with a social worker twice a week? And I'm not just talking about the president either. <laughs> hey! But what I mainly found interesting about the piece is that It represents a growing constituency of activists and voters who think that reform isn't enough, that another recommendation-making Blue Ribbon Commission on Police Violence won't accomplish anything, and that policing in America is so rotten and racist that it needs to be gotten rid of root and branch. Well, one could argue that the chances of getting very serious, major league, radical reform are a whole lot better if the other side thinks the alternative is abolition. It, dare I say uh, wait, that okay. Gail has taken on Terrence's <laughs> take on incrementalism? Incrementalism. She's doing she, it. Gail's doing she, it. Gail, let's give Gail credit where it's due here. 
Yeah, you've got to hold a gun to their head somehow. <laughs> Gail understands. Hey, it. if you're going to get them to go near the A word, you got to hold. A... I'm sorry. I... You got to intro a pinky. Right. Uh, 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 I guess radicalism might induce the police to make some long-resisted changes, especially when it comes to police unions. Protect police unions protection. Ugh. I guess radicalism might induce the police to make some long-resisted changes, especially when it comes to police unions protecting bad cops from discipline and dismissal. The other possibility is that abolish the police radicalism gives Donald J. Trump a terrific foil to run against in the fall. Mm. He loves it, man. He like that his that is his go to every fucking time. Dollars to fucking donuts, he's gonna vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well now, Joe Biden has already said he isn't in favor of defunding or abolishing the police. Trump may try to pin it on him anyway. But one advantage of having Biden at the top of the ticket is that almost nobody imagines him doing anything dramatic. <laughs> this is interesting. This is very interesting because when I read this this week, it was literally like the first time I'd read Joe Biden's name and like him, in, he entered my brain for the first time in like yeah. two weeks. Like, where the fuck is he Joe? He is M-I-fucking-A. <laughs> Can you imagine the conversations they're having right now about how it's probably best he stay out of it? Oh, they well, they I mean, are literally trying to preserve every cognitive function he has and and keep like his brain cells in reserve. He did I <laughs> I was on I, That's why they don't have him out there. Yeah, they can't they can't have him out there because he'll expend all of his energy. Listen, I was I don't know if I was on Facebook or something, but I saw like it was a YouTube ad. It was and Biden popped up. He man, he I'm serious. I mean I hate to keep beating that drum because it's well trodden territory. But this motherfucker was struggling to read off a teleprompter. It was bad. I, I mean, mean it was I was like, God damn, that's bad. And, and this is like this is like an ad where you get unlimited amount of takes to get it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know That was the best yeah, that was the best one they came up with. That if that son of a bitch gets COVID, he is dead as a doornail. Oh, he's toast. Absolutely. He's toast, baby. Well, I mean, if he gets a sniff, he's done for. They I might mean, Donald Trump, him too, up. by the way. <laughs> I'm 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 calling this as of June 18th to 2027 15pm. If they held the election tomorrow that motherfucker would win. Like Trump is is uh I'm I'm basing this exclusively off speaker piece. Exclusively <laughs> off speaker piece. I I have noticed a discernible shift in speaker piece. There's been less pro Trump ones and I've seen multiple ones that are like I'm not getting okie doked again. I'm not voting for him yeah. again. I'm just like, it's interesting. I just think it's interesting. Anyways, continue. To adapt a line from George W. Bush, it's the soft benefit of low expectations. Nevertheless, there's a lot that needs doing, particularly when it comes to the blue wall that shields officers who behave badly. Cops almost always stick up for other cops, no matter how bad things get. Making citizen complaint records public would be a good first step toward attacking that. Here's what's Come so amazing on. to me. Like, like Gail, Gail Collins even gets, like, just the rudimentary argument against police. You know what yeah. I mean? In a way that, like, yeah, people, yeah. like, yeah. still do gymnastics to make arguments for them. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. And it's true that there are a lot of jobs cops do that could be performed by others. Damn, Gail. 
For instance, people are wondering whether policing the schools couldn't be done better by specifically trained civilians, you think? How about you? What would your reform agenda be, Brett? I'd definitely get the police out of social work. And police shouldn't need to be called when your neighbor's Halloween party gets too loud. As for getting the police out of schools, fine by me, provided the specially trained civilians you mentioned are competent to deal with an emergency like a school shooting. You've just given me a little opening to point out that the best thing we can do for public safety on all fronts is a nationwide gun law that keeps weapons out of the hands of anyone who hasn't passed a shooting skills test and government vetting. We know how good the government is at vetting. I just want to say one thing before we get too far down the road. One million percent Brett Stevens has called the cops on a neighbor's Halloween party. (laughs) Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, this is weird, though. Um, The best thing we can do for public safety on all fronts is a nationwide gun law that key oh wait anyways i'm sorry the thing go on brett continue sure except that the more people there who are sure except that the more people there are who call to abolish the police the likelier many others are to go and buy a gun a few years ago i wrote a column calling for the repeal of the second amendment the whole idea is predicated on a robust police force that keeps our streets safe now i'm having second thoughts about that column brett stick with us wait 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 before we go further, Brett's idea for gun control was just give the cops as many guns as possible. <laughs> hey, and now he's ha- now he's thinking it's a big oopsie do. Oh fuck! Robust police force. What are we dealing with now? I'd like to know. They all have tanks. Mm. What? Skip down here. Let's skip because Brett's answer here is so fucking boring. It makes me grate my teeth. Um, he does say the great majority of police officers are hardworking, brave, public spirited, working class men and women of every race and ethnicity. Um, read that last part there. Tom says, and while the police. <clears throat> and while the police obviously need to reform. Not least so that they are not viewed with fear and distrust by communities they're meant to serve. Nobody's going to be well served if their budgets are slashed and reputations smeared just because they're in blue. There are a that, lot. That's of what it is. Smeared. That's what it is. It's the it's the their 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 valor color choice. <laughs> Coming yes. for their valor. There are a lot of reasons for New York's murder rate plummeting. One very big one is the aging of the population. Another is the end of the crack epidemic. <laughs> God damn, Gail. <laughs> Gail? All right, Gail. <laughs> but a great commissioner can make a huge difference. I knew one, a good friend, who used to say that the most important job of a police force is keeping apart people who hate each other. You mean like Melania and Donald? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, go on. Meanwhile, it's interesting <laughs> to see how the latest crisis has got the sports community embracing the idea of taking a knee. I think that's great. Something that was so wildly controversial is now looking like a useful nonviolent protest. I've always defended the right of athletes or hell anyone else to take a knee. Oh my god. It's a free country and I generally admire anyone who takes an unpopular stand or knee out of deeply held belief. The question is Except for people who say abolish the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a bridge too far. 
The question is whether the need taken is truly sincere. There seems to be seems to me something forced or gestural about it now. More about social posture than personal conviction. And I wonder what it'll mean for our it's politics ridiculous. as a whole. If Isaac Newton were a pundit today, God, it's so fucking boring. He might say that every action Dude, in American awful. politics has an equal and opposite overreaction. God, what a well, it's sort <laughs> of the what way, a ham this guy is, huh? Sort of the way things are supposed to work, right? Some people take an unpopular public stance to call attention to a terrible social problem. They suffer the consequences for a while, but they eventually convince many, many others of the righteousness of their cause. Then their colleagues feel compelled to join in because otherwise they might lose popularity. That's a fair point. In the meantime, Gail, coronaviruses seem to be rising in the Sunbelt states. Do you think the country is ready for a second lockdown? Lord, that would be awful. Shocking, shocking that so many governors are afraid of telling their people to put on masks and make some sacrifices now for the long-term common good. Of course, it's all about Donald Trump. Can't believe he's holding a mass rally. He clearly cares less about the health of his supporters than getting his autolation fix. Adulation fix. <laughs> Adulation. Adulation? <laughs> that sounds so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's the A word. Yes, the A word. It's the this this is the A word they've been talking about. <laughs> I'm tempted to say that if Trump's rally goers want to take those risks out of moral conviction or epidemiological ignorance, they're welcome to do so. Of course, there's this little matter of them spreading it to those who share neither their beliefs nor their level of ignorance. The president actually wasn't looking too good at his West Point appearance. If he came down with the virus, would you be quietly gleeful, or are you a better person than that? <laughs> the thought that these stoical cadets had to quarantine for two weeks for the honor of hearing their commander-in-chief praise himself and exaggerate his accomplishments is, in its small way, all you ever need to know about Trump. But really, Gail, I don't wish the coronavirus on anyone, even this president. Maybe just a really painful bone spur. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, man. That was probably the worst one we've read in terms of just banal. Banality. So fucking banal. It's so fucking goddamn lame. Oh, shit. <clears throat> well, thank you, Gail and Brett. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you. Well, so I mean, funny. I just report in the news. Thanks you know? for having us on the show, Terrence. <laughs> Loved being here. Hey, anytime. Got to take off now. Anytime. Um, we we have to we have to go. Gail's got to get. Um, if you want, so we pay each uh, every time Brett and Gail come on the show, we pay each of them five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so if to be able to afford their high speaking fees, we need you to support us on Patreon. Please. Um, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. I'm losing millions of dollars on Brett and Gale. Um, but it's all for the content, baby. So, yeah, go to Patreon.com slash TrueBillyWorkersParty and give us, uh, pull the lever for your favorite podcast. You get a free, uh, you get a, an episode every Sunday with that $5. Um, I think we have a good one this week. This Sunday, I think we're gonna be talking about Dolly, all about Dolly Parton, right? 
So uh, I'm, I'm fine because there was a really great. I'm finally in this moment of Dolly's great silence, stretched to the point of shitting on Dolly. I never thought the day would come. I'm ready for it. You're ready to. Oh do my it. god. Fucking Dolly is sitting around. The only thing I've heard out of her this month is uh, is some little pussy-ass drag queen shit she's going to do, thinking that's going to appease us. It ain't happening, Dolly. Um, well, there was a great op-ed in the New York Times that was like, should we replace Confederate monuments with Dolly Parton oh, statues? Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. I know. So we felt Off that it was Man would be better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I think that's what we got going on in the Patreon this Sunday. If you're interested, subscribe and check that out. Once again, patreon.com slash Party. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Throw a rally in your hometown. Piss off your highest elected official. Uh, make him Shh. cry. Ruin their... Fu- None of these people <laughs> deserve a minute's peace. Truly, they don't. Show up and just ruin their fucking day. You'd be surprised it's, how good it feels, honestly. It, it's for not even else, that sacrificial. No, it's, it was... It is... For nothing else, it's highly cathartic. Um, watching yeah. them cry. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I watched a man cry in his own office. Yeah, so... It um, felt incredible. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, thanks for listening this week, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Happy Juneteenth.